let me forget those. Hello, 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 everybody. And we are back after our Labor Day break, and we are going to be celebrating a season that I am not particularly fond of, and that is property tax season, because everybody probably by now has received their little rental notice from the government, letting them know what their rent is for their homes, farms, and other properties and stuff in the state of North Dakota. And um, mine were especially troublesome, and I have a wonderful compatriot here to help me discuss some of the issues that are coming up, and that is Trisha Knutson. Trisha, how you doing? Hi. Am I a little loud in there? Is that better or worse? We'll do the... We'll, that's better. That's Thank better? You. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have a... I don't really need a microphone. <laughs> I, can, I can just stand and shout, but... but um, I think you mean talk normally. Oh, no, no, no. Not for me. There's nothing normal. Okay, so you got your tax notices. Mm-hmm. I got my tax notices, and we have more to come. We're going to be discussing Grand Forks. We're going to be discussing Hillsboro and some other places today, but just to let everybody know how thrilled I am... I will be just to the state of North Dakota in 2023. I will be paying over $21,000 in property tax rent to the state of North Dakota. And uh, let's just, yeah, let's just say uh, I'm uh, less than happy. So (laughs) what are you on the hook for? Anything you know? Uh, Because, well, they they increased the valuations. (laughs) All I remember is that... um has your husband recovered yet? Yeah. <laughs> did, he hit, did he hit the I dirt? remember he was mad. I don't remember what the number was. Um, my husband takes care of the taxes. <laughs> all right. That's all right. That's all right. That's okay. I just, I just happen to know that um, that's just right now for, for us. Uh, and if you were, were living, looking at Hillsborough, wants to add 16.4 mil increase at the city level. Uh, with a 1.75 mil increase in Hillsboro for the parks. And then there's a $12 million bond that the school wants to add. And we're going to be talking a little bit about that bond because on top of the $1,800 that my taxes went up for my abode Mm -hmm. in Hillsboro, they want to, if this bond passes on September 26th, they want to add $418 to that as well. That's interesting because they just increased it in 2021. And, you know, they increased it in 2021 with this statement. Um, the sales tax increase will increase business opportunities. Right. Because obviously businesses want to go where they're going to get taxed more. Well, see, that's the thing that I'm looking at, too, is they're, they're, they're really pushing uh, this Riverwalk area. and Which is the, a housing development, right, apartment development. Right across the interstate. It's supposed to have a restaurant and shops. Yep, and, and it's going to have multi-level apartments with with parking and then it's got big huge lots that are selling up no they're not huge they're tiny lots well expensive lots might be maybe that's the right right right, well then that's one of the things is that um the lots some of them are a hundred thousand dollars for the bare lot but the houses are the lots are also close together they're not rectangle shaped okay they're more like a t-shaped with a t this way and then a T that way. Okay. So that you can get your houses closer together. So your houses are the minimum distance potentially of twenty feet 
from each other. So who wants to pay $100,000 for a lot plus another two to $300,000 for their house for a house that's going to be an hour away from your Walmart and 20 feet away from your neighbor? Oh, but if you build it, they will come and see. These are the people that they're promising us are going to be moving to Hillsborough to be right. in our school district right? so that they can have the $12 million bond that's going to be building the new school. So we're going to fill two apartment complexes. We're going to fill another, I think, 100 lots. And interestingly enough, that's all only going to add up to an extra 8 to 10 students at the elementary school, which doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. Well, our, our enrollment's these, down. Our enrollment is down, but they're projecting that it's going to go up by 10 students in the next five years, which is, you know, oh, totally a lot of kids. $12 million. Okay, for, for this? Well, and... Right now, the school is spending about ten thousand dollars per student. So, according to their website, according so. to their website, uh huh, and they have five hundred and seventeen students. So they're going to increase that by about ten students per year. Of it, so eventually it would increase to more than that because you have twelve grade levels. Um, but they already are spending over six million dollars a year on five hundred and seventeen students. And they want to increase that by 10 students, you know, miraculously. And that we need to spend $12 million so we can increase it for by 10 students. 10 students. Now, here's the next thing that, that this is just phase one. Yes, that's true. It's just phase one. They're, they're, they said phase in five little. to seven years or seven to 10 years, depending upon enrollment, they're going to do phase two, which is going to be another bond. And none of we this. We already is, have five bonds. For building expenses. Tell me more. <coughs> um, let's see. There's a couple from 2016. There's one from 2005. In 2005, we added on to the elementary school and created a fitness center. And then um, in 2016, there were updates made to the building. And then just three years ago, they added a new football field and track. Um, and then, as, as we've talked about, the track was recently um, ruined. Potentially. That's the rumor. The rumor is that, um, <coughs> excuse me, the shop teacher, who is also the town mayor, <coughs> um, excuse me. Well, I, I know, Sorry. I know what happened. That's okay. I know what happened is apparently this track was, was such that it, um, yeah, it involved special shoes and all sorts of other things. Yeah. And, oh, yes, and, um, and what happened was you're not supposed to drive on it, drive on it or, or anything else. And you're particularly not supposed to run a snowblower across it with the big metal snowblower wheel. The track itself is only three years old, but apparently it's now garbage. It, it does look really old. It doesn't look three years old. The paint, it, you know, like the, where the lines and stuff is, is half gone. Um, and then also, if you get down and, like, scratch at it, you can pick off pieces of it. Um, well, and, you know, tracks like this run at least a million dollars. So we spent, we're going to guess, we spent a million dollars on it three years ago, and potentially it already needs to be replaced. And this hasn't been mentioned yet in all the stuff that they're talking about doing for the school. No. And, I'm, like, the other thing is the track is right next to the bus barn, and um, it, it's um, sort of kitty corner to the school. It's by the playgrounds. So depending on how you want to park, you know, somebody might drive their car up to it or potentially, because it's only fenced on two sides. So if you're, you know, 
industrious enough to drive to the unfenced side, then there's nothing to protect this million-dollar investment. Well, here's the thing, though. I'm, I'm very, very tired of people using education as the golden cudgel with which to beat <clears throat> us about the heads and shoulders and, right. and tell us that we're greedy SOBs because we don't care about our children. We don't understand what the importance of the future right? if we're not willing to give them another blank check. Right. And, and see, that's exactly what this is because if, if I take a look at what I'm reading in the paper, uh, our superintendent, in fact, just said that at some of the informational meetings which they've been having. Mm-hmm. She just said that, well, some people have mentioned that they don't like the design, but don't worry about that because right. none of this is final. But in the meantime, they've, can I see that? Well, and the design is, yeah, the, the, uh, you know, the, at a minimum going to be hard to heat here in North Dakota. But it's a tiny, skinny little a, letter H. Yeah, they've been giving us all of these, these design things here. And then she goes and tells us, Oh, but that doesn't have to be that. But we want $12 million, and then we'll... Well, the H is for, like, the in-seven-years part. I know, but but why would I give somebody $12 million to have them tell me, well, these are kind of the plans? Right. Well, and here's another thing. Like, we have a new parking lot. You want to show them? In the blue section. There's a new parking lot. The school is in the top, in the white area. There? Yeah. So they want to add... That's the 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 track. That's the track that... In the blue area, they want to add a music room, a um, family consumer science room, and a career technical education room separate from the elementary school. It's a smaller building. Um, and why can't, if we're going to add on, why don't we add on to the existing building? That doesn't make sense, especially when, you know. They, have, they had to buy that, buy that land, and they had to buy the land. We already had buildings sitting on land, and so now what we did was we, we upped and purchased new land, and we're going to build there. Well, then what's, what's going to happen to the old buildings and stuff? Well, they're just going to – they haven't said that exactly. Um, that's a good question because um, they have said – well, we need to build an entirely new high school and an entirely new elementary school because they're just too old. Well, actually, I just heard that they're hoping to repurpose the old buildings. Maybe sell it to Sanford. <laughs> a pa- okay, have a repurposed with apartments. Okay, oh. now, now if, it's, if it's critically in that bad a shape mm-hmm. that they can't remodel it. Right. Because it's, it's, it's less expensive to build, why are they going to turn around and sell it to Sanford to have elderly people housed in it? Well, and like one of the things they say, um, there's a, a section of the high school from 1894 that is in poor condition, floods, and needs a complete renovation slash replacement. So the section from 1984 is a one small section in the boiler room. Um, uh, it's the entire school system is well above the river. How does that flood? Well, unless we're spilling water. Or here's leaking. the other thing. She also said in one of the news articles that the buildings are very well maintained. Right, and but they if, have. If, if they're very well maintained, mm-hmm. why is it going to cost us more to update them than it is to build new? They have an annual ten mils of taxing for building maintenance. But they're, one of their things that they've said is that they had three window air conditioning units, I think it's window air conditioning units, um, that died this year, right? Um, how can we not pay that out of the current 10 mils for 
building maintenance that we already have in taxes. And how expensive are window air conditioners? And even if they're not window air conditioners, I mean, it's not $12 million. No. Well, here's the thing. They're doing the same thing, of course, in Grand Forks. And um, I've got, oh gosh, I'm looking at one property where we haven't done anything to the house for three years. The uh, change in that one was 14.39% increase in valuation. Now, you got to remember, they cannot increase the mills. No, but they can say how your but, property is all of a sudden worth a, huck, a heck of a lot more. Right. Here's right. A, Not it, that you're going to actually be able to no, sell he, it for that. It's right. Like here's another one. For. The change was 2.30 at 4,300 more. Um, we are actually doing something to that one, but nothing done to this one in 12 years. The change, they increased the evaluation on it, $21,900. From this year to last year, in yes. one year. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Again, this you, one. you can't sell it for that. This one. Your taxi for we it. haven't done a thing in 10 years. The change from last year to this year, 18600 change, 15.71 increase, Tricia. And this is the type of stuff that we're, we're going up against. And then, this is really, this is really cute because these are my, my property tax notes here. It, at the bottom, it has the hearing schedule on the preliminary budget for the, uh, for the county, the right. city, the park, the school board, soil conservation. Yeah, uh-huh. okay, but here's what it goes. Citizens will have an opportunity to present oral or written comments regarding the district's budget at or before the hearing. A copy of the district's budget will be available at least seven days prior to the hearing. But here's an asterisk. This is where it gets fun. Although property valuation information is included in this notice, property values cannot be addressed at the public hearings listed. Objections to valuations must be addressed to local, county, state boards of equalization or through abatement proceedings after the value is set. Mm -hmm. Governing bodies holding public hearings regarding preliminary budgets do not have the authority to change property taxes. So where the hell are you supposed to go? Well, you you don't get to go anywhere unless you want to sue them, and you're not going to get to sue them because they're just going to say no. And as far as the meeting, that's how they do it. They always, they put it in the paper, they announce, hey, we're going to change all the rules, and we're going to have a meeting that's Monday morning at 7.30 in the morning in a very hard-to-find building. It's going to last for 10 minutes because nobody's going to show up. And if you happen to be there, then you can say your two cents. And then we'll say, thank you for your two cents. And we're going to go right ahead with our plans. We're going to get back to this in a minute. But first, I have to do a wonderful commercial for Churchill Shoes. or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. Okay, the people at Churchill Shoes are more than happy to help you out. And if you have difficult to fit feet or you are looking for a special type of shoe, they will work with you. Churchill Shoes, right across. I can see them. They're right there. All right. So here's the thing. We've got these insane increases that are hitting us. They literally tell you that you're going to have to go to each local, mm-hmm. county, state board of equalization. and I mean, each because each you, one well, has a ha- finger of the pie. Right. You get to go to each meeting. 
you're all going to be no on these meetings. They're these, all together. No, no, no. Those no. meetings are just so you can discuss the budget. Trish. Right. It's just so you, you can give them your two cents. It's you, not because they're going to change. But anything. if you want to challenge the increase, you don't get to challenge the increase. You have no, to do that you the, have to do that. You have to go to the you have to go to the local board. You have to go to the you have to go to each of those entities okay. separately and find out how much of that increase ah. is the counties is the cities is you have to go to each of those entities and find out what percentage of that huge increase that you just got is theirs and then you got to fight them for it well it actually doesn't even say you can fight them it says you can go ask them how much of the piece of the pie is theirs and then it says the governing bodies do not have the authority to change property values but you can at least have your say. Well, that's what we pay for, right? The ability we, we have government so that we can tell them off, and then they can screw us over anyways. Well, the, the thing that I don't get, and, and it's really tough, is the fact that um, just a couple of other cities, Buxton and Reynolds, their school board was crowing about the fact that they aren't raising any mills. And they were so proud of themselves. And then in the very next sentence in the paper, it mm-hmm. says, the reason they're not raising the mills is because they went out and did valuations. And the oh. valuations raised so much that they don't have to increase the mills because everybody's property taxes are going to be bigger. I mean, what the hell? Well, it's, it's, you're just not supposed to pay that much attention. And you're also not supposed to be able to do math. You know, you're not supposed to go, hey, 10000 Times 517 is 5.1 million. But they said they spent 6.7 million. That doesn't make sense. How did they, they said they spent 10,000 10, per kid. That's 5.1 million. That's on the website. That's in their annual report. But they spent 6.7 million. And they actually said they had a revenue of 6.6 million, which was supposedly a 17%. What do they say? Defi- deficit. Yeah, they have a they have a seventeen percent deficit. This this is this is what I mean. It look honestly, it looks to me like they got a twenty five percent deficit. Because where's the extra money going? Okay, here's the fun thing. This is uh, our school superintendent. School administrators in Hillsboro expected uh, the district to pull in six point six million in revenue, and they expect to spend six point seven million in twenty twenty three twenty four. Right. The deficit spending. But if they if they're expecting to spend six point seven, how come they only spent five point one? But but here's the better part. The deficit spending should allow the district to finish the year with a 17% carryover balance, trailing slightly behind the 19% carryover from the past two years, Suda said. Okay, right. now, here's, here's the thing. I want to understand how this works. If mm. I deficit spend, how do I have a carryover balance? That's, see, they, that's why they design this system in a way that is not understandable. Like, where your taxes are called mills. What the heck is a mill? Well, and, and I thought the legislator says they're not supposed to talk in mills anymore. Remember that they, they passed that bill? But here everybody's still talking right, in Right, because nobody understands what they are. And then if you look at their annual report again, they already have five bonds that, they are, that they're going to have to pay for another up to 20 years. Why? I mean, you already took out five loans. I think it's five. And you're not, you're not done paying them off. You're, it doesn't add up. They want more money. We already gave them money. They want more money. They are not. They are not using the funds that we've given them well. 
I mean, there are multiple examples of that. There's the track. There's the um, greenhouse project. The uh, shop teacher, again, had a um, project where he signed up for a grant so that the students could have an, an orchard in town and that could be part of the, the uh, student experience for the high schoolers. And they bought the apple trees, and then they left them in a warehouse all, all summer long, and then they planted the dead trees in the ground at the end of October. There you go. Where's the money? There's, Why were the trees left in a warehouse over the summer? And, and how is that teaching kids anything? And, you know, like, they want to have, they want to uh, build a new shop. Well, the shop that they have isn't used. So why do we need to buy a new one? And why isn't the shop that they have used? Because the teacher doesn't use it. He has the students watch YouTube videos. Here, here's the thing. I, I, am, I am so tired of our property taxes going up, 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 up. People telling us how we're, it's for the children. Well, and there's, in the newspaper it says, you know, by, with, with the coming potential of having our property taxes changed for the state, we're going to have to increase our local property taxes. Now, so we're increasing we're gonna, we're our gonna local property now. taxes now so that we're going to grow business by making businesses and people spend more money. That doesn't work. And we're going to make people have more money that they're going to spend on mills to give the schools more money to mismanage. And we're going to ask for more money from loans that we're taking out that we still haven't paid back. It's just, it's money, 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 money. You said earlier, Williston had $300 million, You know, hey, oh, we don't have $300 million $377 million in five years that right. they misspent. Ta- we in Hillsborough should be so thankful that we, you know, we don't have $377 million missing. How much exactly we do have missing, nobody knows. I was knows. just going to say, we haven't had an audit. We don't no. know what's missing. Yeah. Well, that's a valid point. And if we look at, you know, the the towns around and the things that are going on around here, like the, the problem they had at Mayville State University, you know, we can pretty much expect that, yeah, there's definitely millions of dollars missing. Well, here's the thing, and, and you mentioned Mayville State University, and I just want to, to, to bring up a fact that, um, where is that here? I've got, I've got a, a whole thing from the guy that's, that's from Mayville State University, the, the, the president there. Is that top one? Yep, yep, yep. Here it is. It's Mr. Van Horn. Mm-hmm. And this I found extremely interesting. They're getting a five, $52.2 million planned renovation of Mayville State's old main building. All right? And this was in his State of the University address, okay? And this is what's interesting, is he said... He estimated close to 7,100 high school students graduated in North Dakota in 2022. Mm -hmm. This is a quote from this man. Even if every one of those students decided to attend one of the state's 11 colleges and universities, their collective enrollment still wouldn't adequately fund those institutions. Mm -hmm. Now, his answer to that is, so what we need to do is we need to be creative with how we offer classes, maybe finding ways to serve adults and non-traditional students wanting... No, no, maybe what we need to do is not have 11 colleges and universities in the state of North Dakota. Isn't it more than that? I think it's like 19. He, he mentioned, well, I don't know. He me- I'm just quoting the man yeah. here. I'm quoting the man. But all, all I'm trying to say maybe is... he meant four-year colleges. Well, yeah. colleges and universities. He's not talking oh, okay. about the, That's the, true. the tech schools. So, yeah. I mean, what I'm trying to get at, though, here is we're growing and spending money and money and money 
And he even said that there really is nothing wrong with the old main building that's that drastic. Yeah. They just need a new facelift. They just need to make it look nicer because it's more appealing to prospective students. I mean, seriously? 52.2 million? Okay, here's one thing from the the Hillsborough High School. The Hillsborough High School and elementary school do not have a fire sprinkler system. How come we didn't put that in with the last, you know... Renovations. How, how have they been getting by without it? Right. And it says the the boiler is past its like of expectancy, but it's still working. I mean <laughs> Okay, I know we could probably update it to a mini split that, you know, runs on green energy and will grow uh windmills in the backyard. Um but this is this is North Dakota. If it's working, then I mean I just want to keep it. It, I, it's, it, it. We don't need to spend twelve million dollars in order to fix something that's not broken. Um, like it says that the the elementary school classrooms are too small. For the, who? Ele- the elementary school was designed in the early seventies. Classes in the early sixties and seventies in Hillsboro had sixty children per class. Right now we have fifteen children per class. How's that too small? I know that. A fourth grader today does not take up four times the space of a fourth grader from 1972. Even if they do, the desks are the same size. And 40 to 15, we can somehow sandwich them in there. Right. Not to mention, like, we still don't have the proof of 60 to 15, actually. We don't have this, you know, expected enrollment increase that we're projecting. No. It's not there. I mean, if, if you just look at the reorganization of, of the voting districts, where are the people moving? They're not moving to Hillsboro. They're moving to Fargo, Grand Forks, you know, the big cities. But if we build it, they will come. And that's exactly what they're telling everybody, that Hillsboro will suddenly put on the brakes. We'll see no economic growth unless, and in fact, this is a quote from someone. We really need to build a new school because we need to show our children how much we care about them. They need to feel proud about walking into a brand new school building. And we can show our children how much we care about them by building a brand new school. Are you freaking kidding me? One, that's not how you show love, first of all. Exactly. And secondly, if you look at other schools that have had a renovation using the same dollar figures here, 11, 12,000 million, not 12,000, an 11 or $12 million renovation. It covers way more than, than we're planning on covering. Um, there's one in Illinois, a new controlled entry, just like they want, new commons area, new cafeteria, new cafeteria, new entire science and technology development center, and a $38,000 new addition to the building. How is it that $12 million is not getting us that much in Hillsborough, North Dakota? I mean, the money's got to be going somewhere. We're, right. back, we're back to almost Williston and, and so many other school districts across North Dakota mm-hmm. where the people with their property tax dollars and other things are standing in front of this huge black hole. Right. And all we're doing every year at this time is we get the warning notice telling us how much more Mm-hmm. We're going to be throwing into the black hole right. what ungrateful SOBs we are that Start we don't care it. about the children and how we should sit down, shut up, and just keep opening our pockets up. And, right. and, and then, when they, why would they even bother to show us plans when they 
go in, a, in an article and go, oh, well, those plans aren't firm anyway. We can change it anyway. Well, and there's, the, as far as the plans go, um, where are we? in 2021, a community committee made of 16 parents, 16 students, some parents, some staff, some district leaders, and community members took part in design workshops to help the district with planning for future Hillsborough schools. Who paid for that? Well, this is another thing, too. Where the money for that come from? Well, this is even better because um, they say that they can't. The, the, the architecture firm that's working, ICON representatives and school officials um, are not able to push for a yes vote before voters head to the polls to weigh in on the proposed referendum. However, they have scheduled dozens of face-to-face meetings. They have prepared flyers and have been handing them out. You've been referencing one right there. And updating the school's website with details on the $12 million referendum, which would allow the district to repair the elementary school and high schools. And we have to communicate, this is a quote, we have to communicate the need for school improvements and when to vote. But we don't care how they vote. We need to make sure... We need to make sure we have communicated the facts. And we are more than happy for them to vote no if they have all the facts. But we don't want rumors driving their decision. You tell me how all of that is not pushing for a yes vote. Can I say, we don't care how they vote because you can vote in person or absentee. And if we have absentee ballots that we're going to collect... Then, you know, all you have to do is ask for one. You don't have to, because it's, it's the high school. Uh, you know, it's not... You can um, walk into the high school and ask for a ballot. Right. Sweet and Jesus. There, you don't have to... It's not like a federal election where you have to show your ID or at least a utility bill. You could just ask for one. Okay, so I need to get ready for another profit margin break from Oh for Heaven's Cakes, and I'm going to be needing a hell of a muffin here or a, a cupcake here in a, in a little bit because I am, I am, I am just absolutely frosted right now. <laughs> and uh, that brings me to Oh for Heaven's Cakes because there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods, and that's where Oh for Heaven's Cakes comes in. You'll find the best cupcakes and cakes for any special occasion or just a treat. Walk in to find out more, but I'm warning you, you're not going to want to leave. It'll certainly not leave empty-handed. At O for Heaven's Cakes on the north back side of the Grand City Mall, they're open Tuesdays through Friday from 10 to 4, Saturdays from 9 to noon. You can call 701-757-CAKE. That's 701-757-2253. Or you can go to O for Heaven's Cakes at yahoo.com, and you will be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. That's O for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. Oh, when I mentioned being frosted, I mean, this is just so frustrating to me. We're seeing it in Williston. We're seeing it in in small towns like Hillsboro. We're seeing it in Grand Forks. We're seeing it all over the place where our education system is doing nothing but, in my opinion, robbing the people blind. And here's the thing. You miss your property taxes for three years. They can come in and take your house, uh-huh. sell it, and if, they, if it costs, let's say you owe $1,000 in property taxes and they sell it for $50,000, mm-hmm. you don't see any of that. No. You see none of it. Right. The taxes got paid off and the rest of the money went somewhere. Yeah, so... Um, <clears throat> There's two things. 
One is we are currently at 86 mils for Hillsboro, and they want to increase it by 37.2. The city wants to increase it as well for their rec budget, too. So I don't know if that's included in that. No, this, that's not included. This is just the... Okay. So okay. they're going to be well over 100. But here's an interesting thing to me. Okay. Um, the mill increase um, is different for houses versus farmland. Farmers have to pay more. So, for example, a $100,000 house, your tax to fund the new $12 million increase okay. for one year... Granted, it's just going to keep on going forever. Absolutely. It's $167. But $100,000 of farmland is 186 Now, by the time you get up to a $500,000 house, there's not a lot of $500,000 houses in Hillsborough. There are no, some. But there's, but there's not a lot, lot of $500,000 farmland. And, and not and just that. There, there's, also, there's also, they're using a $100,000 house in Hillsborough. Uh-huh. Um, good luck. Right. Th- there's, yeah, there's you a, can't find them anymore. Ugh. That's true, too. But... Um, by the time you get up to $500,000, it's a $100 difference in your taxes. The farmland, so the farmers are going to have to pay more. Why would they make the farmers pay more? Well, I know one thing, too. It's also the commercial property. And remember we said we wanted to grow right. the town. It's not just the farmers. It's the commercial property. Well, farmland is a commercial property, I know, too. But, yeah. but I mean... The businesses, right. and they're, right. I'm part of the Hillsborough Economic Development Committee, and we're constantly trying to get businesses to come here. Mm-hmm. Why, w- why would you move to Hillsborough with it's the taxes? It's just a cup of coffee away, Kit. <laughs> yeah, but it's a damn expensive cup of coffee, right. girl. It's because- going to have to be like a gallon coffee. Well, I don't know how fast you drink your cup of coffee, but they had this billboard for the longest time. They spent all this money on this ad campaign to get people to, to move to Hillsborough from Fargo. That was a cup of coffee away, and it showed an itty-bitty little teacup. Like, that is not a, it's a 50-minute drive. I'm going to need five of those cups of coffee. It's not a cup of coffee away. But we just we, – they don't understand – the consumers that they're trying to appeal to. You're not going to get somebody to move an hour away from all their amenities for a house that's sandwiched between others. They can get a house that's sandwiched between others anywhere else. Well, here's the thing I want to explain to everybody. 30 years ago, Bruce and I moved to Hillsboro because we could afford to live there. Every place we looked at in Fargo was too expensive, and that didn't include the property taxes and everything else. I mean, uh, finding something within our price range was impossible. Mm -hmm. And I take a look now. 30 years later, Bruce and I are literally paying Fargo property taxes in Hillsboro Mm -hmm. without, as you said, any of any of the amenities. Right. I, I, There's no I, museum. I, I got nothing. Wait, no, there is a museum. Okay. There's no fancy coffee shops. There's the, no, no zoo. Know, there's no zoo. There's no big sports stadiums. There's no tens of tens. Lots of fancy restaurants. There's there's just not a lot to do. And you know, if we want to have people move to Hillsboro, maybe we should give them bigger house lots for less money, and. A couple of things to do. Well, here's the thing. Okay, you, they're gonna they're gonna nail me on this one, but but they just to keep to keep uh, the the park district and stuff going. They're gonna raise they're gonna raise that mill, right. uh, an additional one point seven five mills to the recreation budget, so they can have um, some more baseball and, and softball programs. Well, and somewhere and stuff. they want a, an aquatic center. I don't remember where that is, but they want an aquatic center because. Hillsborough has a pool. The pool is near the uh, river, and so the pool 
frequently floods. But the problem there is that there is a, I don't know, 12-foot dike around two sides of the pool. So if we just put some sandbags around the other two sides, it wouldn't be flooding every year. But we don't, we don't do that. Why don't we, we just, just dike all the sides right. and, and, and let people walk over a bridge? We could, we could, there's all kinds of options that don't cost as much as building a brand new aquatic center and having what was one of the proposals was an indoor pool with a water slide and so we could have a swim team in Hillsboro. Well, and I mentioned this w- when this was brought up at, at one of our meetings. I said, okay, so let's, let's build the big pool. Who's going to run it? They couldn't find anybody to run the pool this right. year. The, the lady that normally has run the pool for years. In Mayville. In, in, no, no, in, in Hillsboro. Hillsboro. Okay. Um, retired. Mayville had the same problem about five years ago. We have not been able to find people to run the pool. We just got somebody new to run in the pool this year. It looks great, but we've had the pool's been closed because it had repairs or they just didn't have staff. They're looking to to repair the the pool in Hillsboro and, and then they had to offer the lady uh, to come out of retirement, they had to offer her this huge pay bump so she could come in and open the pool towards the end of the season, temporary hours. Huh. What are you going to do? You could you could put the pool together and everything. Who's going to staff it? Right now, the reason the, the fitness center is a fob yes. enter in, there's nobody on duty, is because they can't find anybody to sit there well, either. Well, and the gym is too small to have somebody sitting there. It's not very big. But that's another thing that we raised our property taxes for, and then if I want a membership, I still have to pay. And they How just am I not paying twice? They just increased. They almost doubled the cost of a family membership just this summer. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. So how many times do we have to pay for something? Well, we have to keep putting money in the black hole. And isn't there a time where you can't use the gym because the football team and stuff are working out? Um, you can use the gym if you want to, but there's going to be, you know, 25 uh, teenage boys in there. And there's not, I mean, there, there's maybe 25 stations. Spaces. Yeah, stations. So you can stand on the side and wait for your turn. Um, or you can, you know, do like you can use the little purple three pound weights. In the corner. Yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> I'm just saying. They have hula hoops. You could use the hula hoops, but you'd no, run into boys. No, <laughs> no, no. There's a lot of things I might be doing. That's not one of them. And I'm certainly not using the pretty girl weights. Sorry, honey. But, but here's what's so frustrating for me, is when you question uh, something about this, you're immediately, it, it goes into, you, 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 you bastard land. I mean, how dare you? This is for This is for the kids. Right. I I taught school for 20 years, and, you know, we had an old side of the building and a new side of the building. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of teachers that wanted to teach on the new side of the building because it was pretty. It had fresh carpeting. There were little stone etchings on the wall. It was just great. And so they actually came up and said, okay, kid, where where do you want to teach? And I said, I'll teach in a freaking broom closet. It's me and the kids. It's me and my students. It does... Put everybody in the pretty side. Just put me where I can have enough room because I also capped my classes at 40 and mm-hmm. usually had waiting lists because mm-hmm. I knew by midterm there's no way I'd have 40 bodies in that class. This was a, com- a college. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you run it like a business. It's pretty amazing. All I needed to break even was 15 fannies in a chair. Most everybody capped their classes at 20 to 25. Okay. Now, by midterm, do you want to know how many people had not even 15 fannies sitting in a chair, which means their programs were losing money? Uh, so how I, many? 
lot. lot. Mm -hmm. I come in and I take a look at this and little business mind me goes, well, that's really stupid. Right. So I start capping at 40 and they go, well, can you teach 40 students? I said, well, I got 40 adults. And I always looked and I said, believe me, by, by midterm. Not going to be a Not problem. Not to mention, college is about adulthood. You have to adult at college, which means your professor says, here is your work. Turn it in on the third. And if you don't turn it on the third, you just get an F. That's how it works. And, and I never had any problems. At boom, but boom. And my program throughout the 20 years was almost continuously in the positive. Why? Because I planned ahead. I figured out how to make it work. Mm -hmm. So we made money. Mm -hmm. And don't let let anybody tell you education is not about money. It's about the students. Oh, hell. Hell. It is is totally about the money. You could just, I was just looking the other day at... um, the University of North Dakota was discussing, you know, how, what is their profit going to be? Well, all of our colleges are uh, non-profit. non-profit organizations. So why are we planning and projecting to have millions and millions of dollars in profits? Because we're businesses. Well, here's the next thing, though, too, that always bothered me. We're pouring all this money in. $377 million unaccounted for or misspent in Williston. We've got... God knows what's going on in Hillsboro and Grand Forks yeah, and every place else. Point. All right. Now, what about achievement tests? What are our kids learning for all of this stuff? Right. Um, so the, in September 2022, um, the national something. Hang on. The test results come out. The national test results, um, they are available to fourth grade, eighth grade, and twelfth grade. Um, North Dakota only had them for um, nine-year-olds, which would be fourth grade. Um, So um, (laughs) the test results for, i got to find the name of it. Anyways, it's it's the NAEA, I think, tests. And uh, we had less than 10 students take Take the the test. test. Right. And so of those 10 students, oh, there it is. Um. Of those 10 students, they scored um, a 240, which was higher than the last time they had taken that. No, it was lower. The last time it was 243, so the score went down. Um, And uh, I guess the North Dakota proficiency level for for math in 2022 was 40% of our students are proficient in math. 40%. Right. And then in 2019, it was 44%, so it went down. Um, the basic level of um, science was 81%. Um, so my question is, we only had less than 10 students take this test. What are the others doing? What, well, did we pick just the best ones? That's what I want to know. Did we, did we just pick the smartest kids to take the test? Well, if there's only... If that's what our funding is based on... there's only 10. Right. And there's all the, the notes in the NAEP test website that has all this information says that. Uh, here. Well, I know Grand the, Forks uh, has got about a 36% reading level, which is abysmal. Reporting standards not met, which means 
yes, these are the numbers, but we just didn't provide enough students to actually give a, an accurate representation. And there's a whole uh, video, uh, not video, um, interview um, on TV of the state assessment coordinator saying, well, we don't think North Dakota's test results are going to go down this year, but we also didn't have very many students. We had less than 10 actually take the test. Why aren't these kids taking tests? Because that, uh, because that provides um, no chance for deniability. If you don't have kids take the tests, and everyone's going, oh, standardized tests are so unfair. All right, great. I, uh, we're fine. But you still have to have a way of measuring that a child is actually learning at a functioning level. So you, t- you figure out another way to do that, I'll get on board. But until then, and then they've stopped taking ACTs and everything else? Right. You don't have to take an SAT or an ACT to get into the universities of North Dakota or the North Dakota State, you know, whatever they are, the, the colleges in My North God. Dakota. You don't have to, take, have to do that anymore. Um, and that's, that's becoming standard that's practice. That's national. Yeah, it's a national thing. But you know why it's a national thing? Because students weren't passing. They didn't have a good enough score Perfect. to get in. Perfect. Right. Because we're raising a bunch of dummies. Very expensive dummies. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, North Dakota had, we did have high scores compared to the nation. Um, we were in the top one-third for many of our math um, and reading tests for the SATs. And we're not there anymore. But I, I find it interesting that even though at one point we were fourth, um, we were like within a half a percent of another 13 schools. So we're basically average. I mean, sure. But we're at the top of the average pile. Here's, here's the thing. We're not at the bottom, and Here, that's good. Here's the thing. The, uh, another reason that enrollment is down isn't because families aren't there. A lot of people are choosing to homeschool yep. due to the insanity. I'm going to do my right. last profit margin break for executive properties, and then we're going to tackle that little nugget. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. And if you want to, you should be calling now for snow removal this winter. And as much as I hate to admit it, (laughs) it's coming, folks. So please call Executive Properties and get on their list for snow removal. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the fact that the insanity that's going on in the schools for, like, Fargo basically said, screw you on the uh, gender notification of parents and other things. Yep. If your child feels like they're a chipmunk today, then we aren't going to tell you. And right. some other things. People are taking their kids out of school, right. which is why they're asking for more and more money all the time, and which is also why, in many places, enrollments are down. And there's, I mean, when we, we graduated, I think, in Hillsboro, 46 seniors. Really? Yeah. But, I don't think it was that high. But I just say, good Lord, people, how much money do we have to pour down the black hole to, to get negative test scores, to get highly narcissistic idiots? Well, there was a, a woman um, and her daughter that were just um, on a national show, and the daughter went to the counselor at school to say, 
I'm, I just don't feel like normal some days. And I'm just not really happy sometimes. And they told her that's because she was really a boy. Oh, God. And they didn't tell the parents. So what happened? She was, um, the mother found out um, because they called her to a meeting to discuss how her daughter was going to be given different accesses to school. She was going to be allowed to use the boys' rooms. Oh, goody. Um, And during the meeting, um, the daughter wasn't actually allowed to speak. (laughs) So the mother was like, she sued the school. She won. And now she's helping others, which is great because, you know, I mean, as much as I get that people have confusions about these things, they're not organic confusions. They are, by and large, implanted into them by not well-meaning individuals who are filling our public schools. I mean, I I had a person say to me recently, um, if gender confusion was something that was just, you know, becoming part of whether it's from the environment or the food we eat or which is part of the environment. Anyways, wherever it's coming from, if it was just coming from the way humans are and it was a part of our natural evolution, then you wouldn't only find it in public school. You'd find it everywhere. But you don't find it everywhere. You don't find it in homeschool. You don't find it in private schools at the same rate as you do. You find it in public schools. That is where it starts. All I know is this, is I taught for 20 years in a public school, in, in a technical college, and I have to tell you, I would not have my child in a, in a public school today. I would not. Yeah. And, and the kids that I got, the, I'll be honest, the difference between the homeschool students and the public school students as far as ability to read, write, do math, critically think, cognitive ability, it, it was like night and day. Right. And, you know, they always talk about the fact that the kids won't get socialized and stuff if, if they're homeschooled or anything else. Everybody in the freaking schools looking at their phone anyway. Who's socializing anyway? Not to mention, I mean, you know, hey, kids get to socialize, right? They get to socialize with kids their own age. Now that we've, now that we've had all these COVID restrictions, you know, third grade gets to go to the playground with third grade and that's it. And because we have to break up the classes, they may get maybe 15 to 30 minutes. Wow. So why would I send my child away from my care for eight hours so they could have 30 minutes of playtime? I can give them 30 minutes of playtime with their friends after school. I just, I, I don't understand the premise behind all of this. And the answer is always more money. More money. More money. You just aren't paying enough. We're just not spending enough. If we just spend more, our children will be better educated. Our children will be better socialized. Our children will be mentally healthy. And I'm seeing the exact opposite. The more we spend, the less we're getting back. There is no return on investment. Yeah, there's a, there's a book called The Lost Art of Teaching or The Lost Tools of Teaching. Um, and it, it goes through, how did we teach 100 years ago, 1,000 years ago? How did people learn? How did, and first you have to learn a language, and you have to learn how to, un, how to use the language so that you can understand it, and then you have to learn, learn the language so that you can analyze it, and then you have to learn the language well enough that you can persuade others that your analysis is correct. Well, we don't do any of that. 
you know, it used to be that your education was what they call classical, where you have to read something and then you have to verbally spit it back out and have a conversation with somebody about it. Like you would see, you know, in movies of like uh, lawyer school or doctor school, you know, you have to have on your feet being able to answer questions. Yes. We don't do that anymore. You know, we, we don't even, quote unquote, play games fairly at school, I've, I'm told by other kids, because um, I have children and they have friends. Um, what we do is we make sure that everybody gets a turn and nobody has their feelings hurt, which doesn't work because their feelings are still hurt because, you know, say, well, I got my turn, but I made a mistake and I didn't get a second turn because there wasn't enough time for a second turn. And then, you know, for, you know like, well, everybody got to kick the ball once. Okay, but the kid that got to kick the ball that needed help didn't get the help they needed. Here's the thing. The one thing that I really see in the whole dynamic is the fact that in, in the government's push to make things equal, we are making them even more unequal. Right. And we're we having equity. Yeah, yeah. It, rather than equality, equality, we're equity having equity. Equity is not equality. Equity is not equality. I want to get like a billboard. Equity yes. is not equality. Equity means we have the same outcomes for everyone. And that doesn't mean... We all succeed. Right. It means we all get the same okay. pie. Like I, when, we went to, when I went to school, we had a day where we had um, gravy and potatoes and something mashed. Everybody got one scoop. And that's what you got. Everybody got it. You didn't want to eat it, but it was, you know, everybody got it. Everybody. Yeah. The, the thing is, is, is that we, we will never be able. Life isn't fair. No. And we are not preparing our well, children, fair, our children for life. Well, I would say it is fair because everybody has something different. You have a different starting point. But as long as we get everybody the same amount of support in being as successful as they can be, then it's fair. But if we say you can't be successful because you're too smart to start with, and you get to be not successful because we're going to expect more out of you than God made you able to do, then everybody's going to feel bad. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is we used to be told you can be what, grow up to be whatever you want to be. I just never realized that that was supposed to mean that you could be a chipmunk. Well, that's um, or, or you could change your gender to daily or your name daily to whatever ever you've, you felt a whim for. That, it used to be you could, you could strive to be whatever you want it to be. I will never be a basketball player. I'm not even five foot four. I am not going to be a basketball player. So you, right. you could put me on the team to make me feel better. But you're but not we're actually not... going to feel better because you're not going to do a good job at it. No, I'm going to suck. Have you seen, <laughs> have you seen the people that. on TikTok that teach you how to use pronouns? Oh, um, yes. And there's, there's oh, one yes. now where you, you don't use a pronoun. You use a proper noun. So instead of saying my pronoun is her, I could say my pronoun is us. Okay, people, serious to God, get your kids out of public school pronto. And, and, and if, if your child is in public school, do you really know what they're learning? Because I honest, honestly, uh, I had children that graduated from, from high school in North Dakota. And we're functionally illiterate. Mm-hmm. I've had, had students as well. I have worked with students at the college level who were functionally illiterate, and I was 
they passed their classes even though they didn't do the work? Mine did not. I, I, and I had one who, whose explanation to me was that he was a football player. And I said, all right, here's, here's something, sweet chicks. I'm an athlete, too. I still smart. Right. <laughs> you don't have to be an idiot to be a good athlete. No. And the two, do, the two do not have to come together. And if you are a successful athlete, who the hell are you going to hire to do your money? And then you're not going to know what they're doing. Well, and that you need to be, you, all children need to be trained to be able to think for themselves so they can analyze information and decide what they're going to do with their life. Nobody grows up to be an adult and wants to just be told everything all the time. At some point, they want to make a decision for themselves. And if we don't provide them with the ability to make those decisions for themselves, then we're not helping anyone. I disagree. I think we're raising our kids to not want to make decisions anymore. That's why they're children until they're 26 years old. And even I don't think after, they really want to do that. Though. And even, oh God, I, I do you know I the number? I think that they're so mind-numbed by do you know all the, stuff. Do you know that, the number of, 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 of kids and that I would teach, and they'd go, oh, God, kid, I'm terrified. And I'd go, why? And they go, I'm graduating. And I said, yeah, that means I have to adult, kid. And I went, yeah, kind of. That's that's the next step. God, I don't want – but this is why we have kids with 14 degrees. We we think, you know, people have been taught that being an adult is hard and that, you know, it's just this awful experience, especially – (laughs) <laughs> by their parents, you know, oh my gosh, it's so difficult. It's so awful to be an adult. It's good to have freedom though. Which would you rather be an adult slave or an adult free person? Well, I think I don't the vast think anybody majority wants to be an adult slave. I disagree. I think the vast majority of people on our college campuses want to be adult slaves. They want to be told what to do. They want to literally have their butts wiped for them <sighs> and they want to have guaranteed income, even if it's crap guaranteed well, income. Well, they've been taught that. I know, yeah. that's my point. Get your kids out of frickin' public schools and certainly be careful when you send them to the university because I can guarantee you. Bruce and I were talking the other day, and I said, do you know why there's so many socialists and communist teachers on college campuses? What is the structure there? You, the Get structure, your tenure in, and then you can do anything you want to. You don't even have to show up for class. You can park in illegal parking zones. Graduate students else, do your job. Right. You can have somebody else do your job. You can pass students who didn't do their work. You don't have to negotiate for your salary because it's all done by the step system. All you have to do is sit there and be long-term because each right. year you're going to get so much. The entire structure on a college campus is communistic slash socialist. Well, it used to be publish or perish, you know? Like, you actually had to prove that you could do work outside of the school system. That's not that way anymore. It, but this is why this is why they're so rigid in teaching their their the kids that come in this. And if you want to be, as you said, a free individual, this is not the way you're going to learn right. how to do it. If you want it. your kids to be a free individual, you want your kids to not be slaves. Don't send them to public school. I mean, there was a study done by I want to say it's by the Nazis where they actually proved that the best way to grow slaves was to have them. Um, from as young as you could get them in a group that was just their age. So you had eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, ten-year-olds. And if you had all the eight-year-olds together, then they were much more compliant and pliable. See, I just, this is why I I loved education. I hated the structure of it. I hated all the... Crap that came with it, but, with I, kids but I loved how it. They could grow and yes, stuff. Yeah. but what I really am not happy with is the return on investment that I'm getting. The fact that I'm being demanded, literally demanded, to put. It's not a, it, thousands. It, yeah. 
thousands of dollars of my hard-earned money. And people that, that might choose to say, well, Kit, you have so many properties. That's why you're paying so many taxes. You're just this greedy individual. Bruce and, I, Bruce and I actually bought our houses. And the cheapest interest rate we paid was 6.5%. After that, the interest rates got spending. We would buy a house, put in sweat equity, and work for hours and hours, 24 hours a day. We didn't take any time off. We didn't take vacations. We didn't go anywhere. Rehab a house, get it rented out, buy another one. Right. Do it you again. Worked. Do it again. We worked. So when someone says that that um, I I shouldn't be complaining because I have so many so much property and stuff. Yeah, I have that property because my husband and I busted butt to get there because we didn't want to be someone's slave. Right. We didn't want someone telling us what we're going to earn this year. We wanted to be able to go out and say what can we earn this year? Big difference. That is a big difference. And I am sick to death of, of everybody telling everybody in the public school system how they're a victim, what they can't do, mm-hmm. and, and, and how, how everybody's keeping them down. Right. And, just, um... and, and then I get to spend thousands of dollars yes so they can be taught this and i'm done i'm over it i I don't know who i'm gonna have to talk to about some of these increases in grand forks i don't know who i'm gonna have to talk to about some of these increases in hillsborough but i do happen to know that if you are from hillsborough the vote on this idiotic bond is september 26th Mm. please get out Oh, public meeting. Public, yep. public meeting is August 16th. We passed that one yeah, already. The, September the 20th. 20th in the high school And then gym. the voting is the 26th. Yes, please, please, yeah. please get out and let them know that you are no longer blind, that you are no longer going to sit there and well, take and another kick in the nuts. Before we write them another blank check to throw more money into the hole without showing us that they've actually done a good job with the students that they do have in charge of, why don't we go to the meetings and ask them some questions? <sighs> because they're not going to answer them anyway, everybody well, says, they- but I don't want to give up. All I know is this. If you are not happy with your property tax this year, you can just, you can sit there and take it. You can take or it again you, next year. Or you can, and believe me, you're going to get it again next year. Or you can do something about it. You can contact Mr. Dr. Rick Becker and talk to him about the property tax initiative that's out there. You can contact plenty of people and let them know. And you can always, as always, talk to me because Common Sense Uncensored will be back next Monday. We got to go. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.